Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, and myself, we are covering the life of Gazzini Ganados. You probably remember Gazzini Ganados as being the reigning Bini Binning Filipinas 2019 queen. Gazzini won the title and this allowed her to represent the Philippines at the 2019 Miss Universe pageant. Although she did not win the Philippines its third Miss Universe title in the last five years, she proudly placed in the top 20 and is still one of the most looked up to Filipina beauty queens as the universe has ever seen. Gazzini is not just a beautiful model and Filipina beauty queen. She is also educated in tourism and holds her advocacies very highly and close to her heart. She has been primarily known for advocating for elderly rights and quality of life, as well as HIV and AIDS research. While the Philippines is the number one place to become famous from pageantry, Gazzini remains humble to herself and her passion to serve. She is still actively enjoying living a healthy lifestyle, volunteering with numerous causes, and utilizing her title as Miss Universe Philippines 2019 to bring awareness to many important causes even after the Miss Universe competition. We may think that the Filipino women always have the upper hand when it comes to pageantry, but let's take a look at what it's really like to become a Miss Universe Philippines with Gazzini Ganados. Gazzini's journey began in Dapitan City in the Philippines. In sixth grade, her family moved to Cebu, where she spent her most of her life and eventually represented the Miss Universe Philippines. While her life was filled with love, there was still a piece of her missing. Gazzini was predominantly raised by her Filipino mother and grandparents, as her father was not part of her life. She did not get a chance to meet him as he lived in Pakistan. Being raised by her mother and grandparents taught Gazzini to be kind and caring, yet tough and strong. These qualities continue to serve her throughout her life. Two things were consistent growing up in Gazzini's life her love for travel, and her grandparents. She graduated from the University of San Juan in Cebu City with a degree in tourism management and a certificate in healthcare services. Gazzini has always had a love for the outdoors and physical activity. Who wouldn't love adventuring around the oldest city in the Philippines with so much history and culture? Her outdoor hobbies included walking her dogs every morning, biking, scuba diving, and skydiving, which is a no from me. (laughs) (laughs) What a unique combination, right? It's like, okay, I'm either falling from the sky or going to the depths of the earth. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like that dichotomy there is interesting. Have you heard of the Loki bracelets? No. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna misspeak it, but it's those like little rubber bracelets. They look like little balls all connected, and they have a um, a white circle and a black circle. And the white has like water from Mount Everest, hmm. and the black has like um, silt. Is that what it is from the the Black Sea, the like, the lowest point in Earth? Yeah, I think it is. Is that is that what it is? Anyway, I'm wanting but, to say it. we'll go with that. Yeah, if you cut those open, like there actually is things in it, but it's supposed to connect you to the highest points and your lowest points, which is like a really interesting um, mindset. So I just felt like Gazzini like is is the personification of a Loki bracelet. A Loki bracelet. What a great gift too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I would rock if if any of my family is listening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Gosh, very, very. Okay, so her adventurous and charismatic personality landed Gazzini her first modeling job when she was only 15 years old. And modeling and pageantry in the Philippines are far different than what they are in America. So, like in America, most people get into pageantry and modeling to leverage it for a higher opportunity, right? And even modeling, you don't start off as like getting well paid. You got to go through the ranks. But in the Philippines, a girl can make a living on these two professions that are held in really high regard. She was scouted by Sven Chua of Origin Model and Artist Management Company. And this allowed her to do a number of billboard ads, print campaigns, catalog spreads, TV commercials, and fashion spreads. And I looked up Sven. I was just curious after I did the podcast outline. Um, and his like Facebook description is face hunter, which I thought that was like a genius descriptor for a model and talent scout. That was his description, not his handle. Not his handle. No, it was like, yeah. it was like Sven Shua face hunter. Like, oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with that. It also sounds like it could be a very scary action movie. It could. <laughs> um, being a model is any Filipina's dream and can open many doors for these women. And Gazzini was blessed to have her dream come true as she knew it would bring her opportunities in travel, philanthropy, and pageantry. Growing up without a father figure allowed Gazzini to hold a higher respect for her grandfather and grandmother, and they stepped in to raise her and taught her how precious life is. They inspired her to raise awareness about how special grandparents are and you do not realize how special and important they are until they are gone. So true. Yeah. Gazzini's grandmother unfortunately passed away due to an illness and lack of proper medical care, which I feel like has got to be the worst. It's one thing to lose your parent or your grandparent from just natural causes. Quite another if they pass away due to a lack of proper medical care. That's got to be so heartbreaking. Um, and as an advocate for ed elderly care, Gazzini is always looking for feasible, sustainable, and practical ways to help them live fully, healthily, and happily. Creating a sustainable journey is creating an ecosystem of love and respect. She wanted to do more to improve their lives through active, purposeful, and positive aging. And it was important for Gazzini to educate others on how important it is to create health programs for cognitive and physical functions, create a sense of community spirits, and for sustainable long-term care and quality of life. On top of her work with the elderly, Gazzini has also advocated for HIV, AIDS, and LGBTQ rights, which are very noble and popular causes in the Philippines. And these issues were also represented by former Miss Universes from Philippines, Katriana Gray and Pia Wurzbach. This advocacy carried into Gazzini's pageant career as well. And although it was not understood by many, it was something that she stayed true to. Remember that if you ever feel like your platform or cause is not relevant to the general public, it is relevant to the target audience you are hoping to help. And I didn't have a coaching moment planned here, but I'm going to pipe in because um, with this, I want you to think about your, pat your platform in several different ways. Yes, it is relevant to the people you're hoping to help, but you need to get in the door for speaking engagements, fundraisers, whatever it is. So you need to have a 30 second pitch of what it is and why it's important. And I would also say if it is so specific where it's like one in, in 10,000 people are impacted, which is actually a pretty um, high number, um, but if it's more of a rare situation, which this isn't, but if it is, think about maybe doing a more overarching platform topic like invisible illnesses or um, 
help supporting those with birth defects and then having that as an, a part of underneath the umbrella because you don't want to pigeonhole yourself to an audience that is so small that can't relate. Mm. You want to be able to adapt it. So you can be really specific when you're with that target demo, but it doesn't hold you back from being more relatable across the board. Um, so that's part one of that. Part two is with Gazzini's platform of um, of aging and ecosystem of love and support for the elderly. It's how can you plan how you can communicate that to people that are your age, people that are older, people that are lawmakers. Think of how you would, if you had a room full of all different types of people, how would you tailor your platform to fit them? So you need to make sure you're doing that so it's relevant to everyone somehow. Yeah, because this is the first, your platform is the first open door that you're going to get when you get your title. And the biggest. Yeah. And I mean, you saw that and we spoke about this in previous podcasts where your platform and your volunteerism opened up a job opportunity for you, which like really helps you like right after um, your your reign. So which was phenomenal. So you want to like what Jesse is saying is, is so valuable to you that it's of course, like with the platform, you are giving back and you got to have something that you're passionate about. But you also got to think of what's the opportunities that this is going to yield me. Because in truth, if you're not getting anything out of it, like either emotional or financial or some sort of fulfillment, you're not going to have the same passion towards that um, company, toward that organization or that cause that you're volunteering for. So it's got to be it's got to be reciprocating in nature some sort of value. And when you find that, it's going to make you more passionate about the cause. And by opening it up a little bit, as Jesse's saying, to encompass more people and think, how can this, um, how does this really impact like all demographics can really help you kick wide open that door. Whereas maybe you would have only got like one or two speaking engagements. Now maybe you have like 50 and you're so busy that you have to start declining or yeah. even better charging or charging more. <laughs> yeah. So, Gazzini's pageant journey took her to the Miss World Philippines in 2014, and several former Miss Universe Philippines also curated, uh, circulated through the Miss World pageant before leading them to the Miss Universe Philippines and the Miss Universe stages, including Rachel Peters and Catriona Gray. And Gazzini placed top 13, but as we will soon see, she was meant for way more. In 2015, she represented Sinulog Festival in Cebu and finished as the second runner-up. And the following year, she was crowned Miss Cebu Schools Athletic Foundation Incorporated. And after this, she joined Miss Pearl in the Philippines and won the best in regional costume, which is foreshadowing, but we'll find out more about that. And the next year, Gazzini joined Miss Boyo and finished as first runner-up. And if you're not familiar with uh, the Philippines, these pageants might not sound familiar to you at all. But all you need to know is that these are some of the biggest events that occur in the Philippines at festivals and shows. And these pageants, they always bring a crowd, regardless of who's competing, prize packages, etc. They always just bring a crowd. These experience all prepared Gazzini to represent Cebu at Binibining Filipinas 2019. And this, as we know, is the most popular pageant in the Philippines that crowns winners to go to Miss Universe, Miss International, Miss Globe, Miss Intercontinental, Miss Supernational, and Miss Grand International. Um, I do know that Miss Universe Philippines has separated themselves 
for this coming year, right, Stephen? Yeah. For yeah. the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm still waiting for the U.S. to do one master pageant like this. Yeah. Well, I would. It'd be like all. It'd be like all stars. <laughs> well, Miss America continues the current route. They might have to, uh, just to, just to survive. But each year, Benny Bingy Filipinas has hundreds of applicants, but only 40 are accepted. The process to compete is quite lengthy, even longer than competing for Miss Universe, and the contestants go through months of photo shoots, press conferences, and additional community events, but are before making it to the national stage. So this is a coaching moment too, because when you ask yourself, what more could I be doing to prepare for my pageant? Imagine the pageant preparation that takes place in the Philippines. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like if you are not in the Philippines listening to this, like take note, these women don't just practice for the few months leading up to the competition. They sleep, they sleep, eat and breathe pageantry. And this is why the Philippines is arguably one of the most successful and highly competitive countries in our sport, if you will. And they take it as seriously as competing in the Olympics. And remind yourself, when you're too tired to keep going, so are women like Gazzini, Catriona, and Pia, but they keep going because they remember their dreams and their goals, and I would argue the pressure of their country. And even if you do not have a full team preparing you for your pageant competition, you can duck walk for 10 more minutes than you initially planned. You can do 10% more of your pageant preparation and see how much more mentally and physically disciplined and accomplished this makes you feel. So moral of the story, when you're ready to quit, do 10 more minutes and see what the difference it makes. Yeah. And like you, especially in America, most girls, they like quit school just to focus on like the pageant. And a lot of cases they'll even like stop working just to focus on pageants. Well, Girls like Pia in the Philippines were continuing to model and support their families because they were the family's breadwinners while competing. So really, I mean, the work ethic of the the Filipino competitors is something to really admire. And like they deserve that kind of success. You put in that kind of effort, like you deserve to win and you deserve to be placing because like, again, it's just you were rewarded for the effort that you put in and they deserve to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And Gazzini was definitely a favorite to win that year. So don't get us wrong. She won multiple preliminary awards, including the Jag poolside photo shoot and the pre-pageant interview. And our pre-pageant interview topic was about moving on to which she discussed how life is about constant change and new beginnings. And she also placed second in swimsuit and third in national costume for her interpretation on the celebration of life in Cebu. All these placements added to the contestant scores, which was important for Gazzini in placing in the top 25, which she eventually did. She emerged in her fuchsia pink Phoenix-inspired gown, and the crowd just erupted. And you could tell by the way that she glided across the stage that she felt the crowd's energy and was giving it right back to them. Gazzini's final answer had some of the audience and viewers puzzled. Her question was, if you win the crown tonight... What can you do to get more women in the workplace? And while Gazzini's answer was noble and close to her heart as she spoke about her advocacy for elderly care, the crowd didn't see this the same connection to the question being asked, which is a huge coaching moment because I feel like it's becoming increasingly popular to have a memorized final answer. And I'm not saying this is what Gazzini did, but to be prepared with something that you just know you're going to answer no matter what the question is. And it happens across the board. Because I don't know if you see it, Stephen, now more than ever, it's like, you're like, okay, does that connect to that question? (laughs) So be prepared, but not over-prepared. So this is my million-dollar tip. So get your pen out, 
mark a note of what time this is in the podcast. You can listen to it over and over again. If you know you have a final question, I want you to think of 10 seconds of time where you can summarize who you are, your thoughts, how you want to end strong. What is your sentiment? And I want you to memorize that. But I want you to leave the 20 seconds that come before that for your final question to actually answer the question. So if you get a question about women in the workplace, answer and explain your answer real quick and then learn how to tie it into that 10 seconds. So if you feel like you're stumbling and bumbling through that question, try your best and then finish strong. If you finish strong, sometimes they forget, they're like, oh, okay, well that sounded really good, but it doesn't feel like you were just like waiting for any question and you are ready with something canned. Mm. Could it also be flipped to where like, let's say that 10 seconds, could you also maybe position that in the beginning and that kind of helps prepare like it, it gets you like steam to answer the actual question? I would say no. And the reason being is you're trying to recite something memorized while also panicking, thinking about what you're going to say. Hmm. And as we know from the late, great John Baker, he said, if you think you die, which is, I think the truest, yeah. truest tip in pageant interview history. Yeah. Because if you are thinking about what you want to say next, you're not thinking about what you're saying in the moment. And I can see a lot of contestants getting tripped up by that. Hmm. So at least you're like, okay, I'm through it. Okay, home stretch. Now I go into autopilot and I just finish strong. Yeah, and I, I could see going back to what you initially, originally said about like people just memorizing an on-stage question or answer regardless of what their question is. It's kind of like taking a, a tip from the political game here in America. Yeah. You, a politician gets asked something. <laughs> he completely ignores the question, just starts talking about something else and people are like, Wait, 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 what? That didn't even answer the question. Um, so I could see kind of why they did that. And especially because a lot of times the, the onstage interview is like less of your score too. But when you get to this kind of national stage, like in the Philippines where it's highly competitive, you better be sure to answer the question because it could lose you the whole competition. Well, think about it this way. Women empowerment hot topic right now. Mm -hmm. If you have an answer, a woman empowerment, you're like, okay, this will satisfy questions about social media. It'll satisfy questions about who could be the next female president in any country. It could satisfy, um, women in the workplace, pay gap. Like think of all the ways women, a uh, uh, women empowerment answer could fit in. But if you just dive in and say, I think it's so important that women are valued in this country. And then you just go ahead with that can't answer. It's like, okay, but you don't really hit on the answer itself. So you want to leave time in the beginning to answer the question, react to what the MC is asking, and then you can go into, and that's how I can empower women today or something mm. like that. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so despite the backlash for her onstage answer, it was undeniably that she was the best fit to go to Miss Universe. Gazzini won Miss Universe Philippines and was crowned by the current Miss Universe Philippines and Miss Universe 2018, Catriona Gray. She also won Best in Long Gown for her future fuchsia pink gown and iconic Phoenix Walk and the face of Bini Bini, better known as Miss Photogenic. 
The Philippines is placed in the Miss Universe competition for nine consecutive years, and Gazzini had a lot of pressure to maintain the streak. She worked with two pageant camps to help her prepare for Miss Universe. Miss Universe 2019 was set to be held in Atlanta, Georgia, and Gazzini always looked strikingly beautiful, which comes at a price. She had four <laughs> outfit changes a day, and I know it makes you wonder how much luggage she had to bring over. Mm-hmm. And on final night, the crowd was surprised as Gazzini was not called as one of the top five countries from Asia and Africa. They breathed, breathed a sigh of relief, though, as she was selected as one of the wild cards to make it into the top 20. I, I know in our staff chat, we're like, what? Philippines? Like not. Yeah. So we were uh, we have this internal staff chat for those of you that don't know. And we all chat back and forth during like Miss Universe, et cetera. Um, Jesse and I also normally have a little side conversation going mm-hmm. just, yeah. just between she and I. Uh, so before cutting the top 20 to a top 10, each of the top 20 had a chance to speak on stage about a topic of their choosing. And Gazzini's speech was focused on, to no surprise, the elderly care. Although her speech did not allow her to advance to the top 10, she was still proud of her representation for her country. And even though she hadn't placed higher, she was still honored to win the National Costume Contest for the Philippines for the second time, the first being in 1994 by Charlene Gonzalez. So I said it was foreshadowing because she won national costume in one of her prior pageants. So clearly it was a strength of hers and a passion of hers. Mm. There is an eagle within me that wants to soar. It is with deep honor to showcase our national pride during the Miss Universe National Costume Show. The Philippine eagle whose power, strength, and love for freedom exemplifies the Filipino people, Gazzini said. Her Filipino eagle-inspired national costume was created by fellow Sabuano designer Carrie Santiago. Gazzini openly congratulated the Miss Universe 2019 winner, Zozabini Tunzi from South Africa. Competing against 90 women from across the world in a one to two week competition can be a lot of pressure and tension, but this is not what Gazzini will remember this time as. Gazzini has been more vocal now than ever about protecting the elderly amidst the COVID pandemic. Gazzini is also a Sustainable Development Goals Ambassador by educating for long-term changes to impact 17 sustainable development goals, including eradicating poverty and pollution. She is working as a model with Empire Models LA, and she even spent some time in California after Miss Universe this past December. Health and fitness will always remain a part of Gazzini's life. She is often showcasing a sweaty selfie or smoothie on her Instagram to over 771,000 followers, NBD. Mm-hmm. And she also loves playing with her new pug, Jabba. That's a fun name for a dog, Jabba. Jabba. I mean, if you know pugs, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know what they look like, but I don't like no personality traits and how that correlates with Jabba. But I could see know- that. Do you know Star Wars? Oh, okay. Jabba the Hutt. Got it. Okay. Okay. That came full circle. So as you can tell, I'm not like a religious (laughs) follower of Star Wars, but yes, I have seen it. So the 2020 edition of Miss Universe Philippines has separated from the Bingy Bingy franchise and will stand as its own pageant. The pageant has about 51 finalists and has been postponed to October 25th, 2020. Gazzini will crown her successor at the very first Miss Universe Philippines pageant at this time in hopes that the next queen can continue the placing streak at Miss Universe for the Philippines. And Gazzini says, true queen mindset for me means the confidence that you wear every day. 
It's something that's not just external. It's something that's within your heart and the way you exude it. That positive aura that circulates among the people around you and the environment that you have, that's the true queen mindset. And if you'd like to be featured contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email support at pageantplanet.com so we can review your profile and we'll let you know after you submit if you're scheduled. Also, a special shout out to Maria Giorlando for doing the research and thank you for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. So until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.